Last night? It was actually last night. Oh, yeah, yeah. <coughs> but then they're such really sweet days. If you... If you work it out, it's like really three days. Isn't it more like two days? Although you no. said it starts, it starts, three, starts on the Tuesday, right. after, the Thursday afternoon, 6 o'clock. That's the day, the day two, in Israel works. Friday 6, so that's six, one day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then from Friday 6 to okay. Saturday 6, it's the second day. Second and day. from Saturday 6 to the Sunday 6, six. it's the, the third, third day. Okay. So in the okay. third day, he arose. Okay. You see, any 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 hour yeah. any hour of the day any time of the day is counted as a day. Yeah, because oh, we don't okay. know which which by the time they got there, he was already up. This is something I always that was always uh, confusing for me to try and when people say the third day, and I'm like, but he died on the Friday and he rose. Okay, but now I understand. Thank you. There's a scripture that says Hosea uh, that says uh, in two days, two days. You know, there's death, but on the third day, you will raise us up. We're living in the in the third day prophetically. That a day is as a thousand years of the Lord, and a thousand years is a day. From the death of Christ, we're living in it's two thousand years now. So we're living in the third day. This is the day where where, where God is raising up the church with information, with knowledge. I like what Brian prayed. Thank you for information. Divine information can be equated to intelligence of God. The simple is word, <laughs> word of God at many phases. You get you get the you get the written word logos, you get the spoken word rhema, <clears throat> and you get the energetic word, the power word, which is dabar, basically. But each one of them have, have levels in it, basically. So when you talk about the word of God, you talk about a very powerful instrument in the hand of God. Very, very powerful. Talking about the resurrection, for me the last eight years, coming with this concept of resurrection wasn't easy. Because <clears throat> when I saw the word resurrection, it's not what it means as in general. Yeah. In general it means resurrection is somebody raised from the dead. That's what the word means basically. But, but when you go to scripture and you read the word resurrection, it's the word anastasis, which does not mean somebody being raised from the dead. Now that is difficult to swallow, <coughs> difficult to comprehend. I want to start like this in John chapter 11. Yeah, Lazarus dies. In verse 20, I'm going to read to you. You can go there, you have phones, you can go there. Right? Then Martha, as soon as, as soon as he heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Mary was doing a, a chores, right? And Martha said unto Jesus, Lord, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. Now, let's stand there. Look at this woman's faith in the person Christ. If you would have been here, just the fact that you would have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. So she believed in him. He was life to her. Right? And he goes on. But I know, even know, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it to you. <clears throat> then Jesus said to her, Your brother shall rise again. Your brother will rise again. Martha said unto him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection of the last day. In other words, 
the resurrection she was talking about is the last day. <coughs> Listen to what Jesus says. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection. I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believe you this. Jesus is not talking about raising some of them dead. He says, I, Christ, I am the resurrection. <clears throat> Breaking it up, what study he says, I am. Now when Moses asked God in the past, when he was, he was encountering Pharaoh, <clears throat> Moses asked God, if you send me and they ask me, who send me? <clears throat> who do I say, send me? And God says to Moses, I am that I am and send you. You see what Jesus is saying here? I am that I am. It says, he quotes it, but I am the resurrection. If you, if you study English, it is not a past tense. Neither is it I am a future tense. It is a present current tense that goes on and on and on in the now. So Jesus is saying, I am now, now, while I'm alive here before you, I am the resurrection. Now, if we say that the resurrection is somebody being raised from the dead, then we're going we're gonna to promise with Jesus there now. Because Jesus said, I am now, right in front of you, Master, right in front of the tombstone of, of Lazarus, I am the resurrection. I want it to sink into you. He says, I am the resurrection. Now, in Jewish culture, there's no such ministry that somebody can be raised from the dead. They did not believe in it. Mainly because they did not want people to believe that Christ rose from the dead because it wasn't the Messiah. You understand that now? So we have led on to that belief system of the Jewish culture, Judaism. We think that somebody being raised from the dead, like Talita Kumi, Comfort themselves. Jesus did it. That is the example used for raising for, for the, the resurrection. The word resurrection has nothing to do with somebody being raised from the dead. Come on. I know this is this is difficult to understand. I battle with this. I battle with this. <clears throat> I really battled with this when I saw this and I opened up this kind of Bible is called it's called the Hebrew Greek Keyword Study Bible. It is it is, it is the, the word the word called Spiros Suriatis. It's a Greek, it's a Jewish guy, but he's a Greek scholar. Right? And when you go to the footnotes here, or to the numbers, all the mainly all the words here has numbers connected to it. When you go to the word resurrection, it's 386 in his concordance. When I did that, and, and I look for the word resurrection. The word Anastasis comes forth, which says, this is what the word says, Anna, two words, Anastasis. Stasis means stand again. Anna means, Anna means fallen. It means once fallen, standing again. Resurrection means once fallen, standing again. I want to sink into your spirit. Once fallen, standing again. 
<laughs> Please tell me you understand that. Yeah. The word resurrection means once fallen, dead, dead, will be raised again. That's what the word resurrection means. It has nothing to do with somebody being raised from the dead. Come forth, Lazarus. No, no, no. It has to do with Jesus being the resurrection. The resurrection is not an event. It is a person. Come on, man. The resurrection is not an event. It is a person. Now saying that, proving it is, is the scripture. I am Christ. I am. Now, I am Christ. I am the resurrection. So if you would look at Christ, you would say, Oh, this is the one that will cause those that have fallen to stand again. Okay. Luke chapter 2, 34. There's two babies, two women pregnant. Mary and Elizabeth. <laughs> Mary and Elizabeth. Mary carries the fetus of Christ, right? Elizabeth carries the fetus of John. John is the one that brings the Old Testament, basically the Old Covenant to a close. Literally to a close. Literally. With the words, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Simeon, the father, Elizabeth's husband, priest, did not believe the suffering of the Lord. When she told him I'm pregnant, and this is of the Lord, he didn't believe it. And the sign that God gave him, God shut his mouth. He became dumb. The old covenant order became dumb. Could not speak forth anymore because there's a new dimension coming. Sure. You hear me? The old cannot speak anymore because God shut the old up. The old order of church is shut up at the moment. Completely shut up. There might be voices out there, but it does not resonate with the voices in heaven. Yeah. Right? So, Simeon did not believe it. And he became dumb. He became mute. It's almost like God was playing PlayStation muting. Okay, mute, I mute you. You will not say a word. Until you recognize this is from the Lord. It's only when he saw the baby that he spoke and accepted that this is from the Lord. I want you to think this morning. This is not, uh, I will never do popcorn and husks, you know, and he spoke awesome teaching. Candy floss teaching. We had, we had a lot of that. Oh, it tastes nice. Hallelujah. Glory. You go home, nothing. Because candy floss melts in your mouth immediately. Done. I will never be that kind of teacher or preacher, whatever you call it. I am the resurrection. Kumara. Kumara. I am, currently, I am, as I'm standing before you, Martha, this Christ is the resurrection. Bold words. But then Jesus was saying, the old is gone. Gone. The new has come. Now let me explain to you what the word resurrection is. It's a very deep word. The whole of creation is based upon the resurrection of Christ. The whole of creation is based upon the resurrection of Christ. If God the Father took a chance to create everything out there, knowing that mankind will fall and they will fail, 
But they, they won't be an answer. Then creation is in vain. Amen. 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 Read first Corinthians 15. Paul says, if I fought with beast characters in Ephesus. Now what happened was in Ephesus, there was a there was an arena where they fought. You know the gladiator type of stuff? <clears throat> Those guys were trained, they could kill beasts. Paul was thrown in there to fight with these guys. Paul was thrown in there to kill him. Paul says, if I fought with beasts and Christ is not risen, then fighting with beasts was in vain. Come on. All your suffering, all your persecution, all your trials and tribulation, all your testing, all your hurt, all your pain, all your suffering, if Christ be not risen, it's in vain. The Christ dimension, the resurrection, everything hinges on that. Paul says, if Christ be not risen, your faith is in vain. Nothing. Paul's gospel is this, the burial, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That is the three points of Paul's gospel. Christ died, Christ was buried, Christ was risen. Hello? If resurrection is not raising somebody from the dead, but the raising from somebody from the dead is the lesson, is the example. Now, the lesson is the example, but Christ actually being raised from the dead by the Father Himself. That's the lesson. What happens with the resurrection? What's the lesson? The lesson is in Luke chapter 2 34. Simeon says, This child, this baby in, in Mary, this child is set for the rise and fall of many. You should actually read, This child. Is the resurrection. Mm. You get it? Mm. This child, the baby, Jesus, the baby, before he was even born, the prophet <coughs> said, This child. Then he spoke, This child is the resurrection. Through him, he is said that all that have fallen died, if they embrace him, they will now stand again in the image of God. Come on, man. That's the resurrection. The resurrection is all about God restoring humanity. Christ died, as we heard on Friday. Christ died to restore humanity. The resurrection means it has been approved. A man can stand in the image of God again. The problem is we have been taught by dispensationalism. That it will only happen when Jesus comes back. That's the problem. The whole of Christianity is waiting for Jesus to come back. To turn everything around. But where does it say that? Where does it say that they must do that? It doesn't say that. Because they interpret the second coming wrong. <clears throat> they interpret he's coming, he's coming back to deliver us. That's why they interpret him. Because you must remember, the Bible mainly has Jewish traits. Jewish background. Yeah. And the Jewish background is this. Simply this. They did not accept Jesus Christ as Messiah. Mm. And from there they will they will put they will put forth theories and philosophies and ideologies to defend their belief system. So that's why they say he's not coming back because we're not ready for him yet. Yeah. That's what they're saying now. Yeah. 
Now, I believe he's coming back literally. But he's coming back for a matured bride. He's coming back for a matured son. That is the secret. He's not coming back until we are matured. The problem is, if your teachers, the Bible, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, you know, the, the apostles, teachers, evangelists, pastors, and what are they called? Teachers, eh? If they are not mature, if they still, they still sit with crash material, how the hell are we going to get matured? Are you okay? So the problem is the fivefold. They teach nonsense. They teach things like, you know, your destiny. You must, be, you must be motivated to fulfill your purpose in life. You only got one purpose. Genesis 1.26. That's your purpose. To represent God. And when, when they tell you that you're going to be a doctor one day, if I know you're going you're gonna to live here, live there, it must be in line with Genesis 1.26. Why are you prophesying that? Are you okay? So I'm trying to show you that the resurrection goes much deeper than a Sunday morning. Yeah. The resurrection is the plan of God. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go back to Eden, okay? So Eden. Everything in Eden was based upon the resurrection. Yeah. It's not written there, but you must learn to see it there. Mm -hmm. God said to Adam and Eve, have dominion. Does God put them in his likeness? And they were supposed to do it like God would have done it. <clears throat> Turn everything around them into a God character type of thing. They did it. I don't know how long, how many years, how many days, I do not know how long, but they did it until they lend their ear out to the serpent. And the serpent said, did God say he mustn't eat of the tree? Why? Because God said you're going to be like him, not knowing that they were already like him. And they ate of the tree and they switched allegiance to another source. And that, there comes the breach. I'm going to read your scripture now that will show you the breach. Okay? Now, when that happened, when that happened, the plans of God stopped. It didn't fall, it didn't stop. Because the plan of God was, I'm going to create men. And they will do it for me. Now, I'm going to mention some things that you might not have heard this morning, but please go home and think about it. God created the heavens and the earth, okay? And the Bible says in Genesis 2.15, and God placed men in the garden. God set men, set them in the garden. Eden, eastward. Right? Set them there. He set them there. In other words, they were set to be a success in the garden, in the purposes of God. When they failed, when they failed, the garden took on another meaning because they could not stay there anymore. Because they were outside the context of God's purpose. Eden was designed by God to be the gateway between eternity, God's eternity, and the earth. Eden was designed to be a gate, to be a portal, to be a valve, to be a door through which God will come. And God could only come to this man called Adam, human being. You understand me this morning? God could only come into, the, into Eden and do his pleasure to a man. When this man failed,
God could not come in here. Please understand me now. Yeah. God could not come into the earth anymore because God gave the responsibility of, of running the earth, managing the earth, and dominating the earth to man, to a woman and a man called Son of God. And the plan stopped there. I want you to think this morning. These are the things you don't hear. The plan stopped there. Then stop there. Then comes John with John 3:16. For God so loved the world, the world, not the earth, the world, the systems that men had in him to produce the image and likeness. God loved the systems that men, the administration, the authorities, the governments in the earth at the time. But loved it so much that he gave another government called the Son. Are you with me? He gave another government. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Prince of Peace, Everlasting Father. Those are governing issues. God gave the Son. And if every anybody embracing, believing him, they will have what? It does not say they will get everlasting life when he comes back. They will have when they accept him. When they embrace him, right there they will have everlasting life. The problem is we have been taught dispensationalism. It will only happen when it comes back. Mm. We in our belief system nullify the cross. We nullify the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. Mm. <coughs> and I'm tired of that. As I was pondering the, the resurrection, I read 1 Corinthians 15 over and over again this week, over and over again, over and over. And I said to myself, still not the right time to teach this stuff and God said to me you better start teaching it it's the right time yeah. we, we're entering a season of divine revelation called the mystery of Christ <coughs> it's being unlocked so now I'm saying to you if Eden was a garden the garden was a valve a portal a door stop there in Genesis 28 Jacob comes and has a dream. Angels descending up and down upon the land, <coughs> from heaven into the earth, and from the earth into heaven. And when he wakes up, he said, he said, oh, oh, what a dream. And I did not even know that this is the house of God. Come on, there was not even, there was no choir there. <coughs> Sorry. There was no choir there, Mary. There was no fivefold there. <laughs> there was no you know, no program there of, of a church there. Nothing. Just angels drifting up and down. And the men sleeping. Usually time that the men must wake up. Now, prophetically, wake up and realize. If we had the position as men in Eden to be a door. It hasn't changed. We are the door. We are the valve. We are the portal that God enters in. Christ has been raised for that purpose. Anastasis, once fallen, standing again, question is, who fell? Who is the fallen? Adam. Adam. Did, Did Adam fall? Adam fell. <coughs> so Anastasis means Adam that fell. First Adam fell. That Adam was stand again in the format of last Adam. It's not a physical falling. Yeah. 
it's him it's the it's him representing god as well. amen now i would i would advise you please go get kingdom material as a brief get kingdom material i know the stuff better mouth will know is expensive now the mouth died a couple of years ago Kelly material is it's out of print. <clears throat> I mean, I bought a book of Kelly Vana, whose writing is, you know, uh, I paid about the first book I bought was one eighty nine. The other I went to the internet to check how much is the book now, out of print. And if I want them to get me a second hand copy, six hundred and fifty rand. Because, because if you do not appreciate truth when, when it's available, when it's not there, you're going to pay. Mm. That's a principle. <clears throat> give you names right now that will, that will blow your mind. Are they right? They will blow your mind. I don't want, I don't want your heart to crash. <laughs> because there's no technician that will <laughs> fix that hard drive. Only revelation will fix the hard drive. <clears throat> so Anastasis. Adam fell. <coughs> Adam fell. Okay, fine. You know, there's in Thessalonians, there will be a great falling away, right? Yeah. It says that there will be a great falling away, and it will happen when we when we fall away from the truth. You become lukewarm. You fall away. It's not that. Adam fell away. There will be a great falling away. <coughs> and when the trumpet sounds. The dead in Christ shall rise first. It's not the literal dead. It's those that have died in Adam. Those that have died in Adam. When the trumpets are, when there's a prophetic proclamation, the resurrection happened. Eyes will open and they will rise. You get it? Right. Amen. And the sound of the last trumpet, it's not the second coming of Christ. It's a proclamation of truth. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 4 and 5. That's what it means. When the dead in Christ will rise, it's not the literal dead. It is those that does not see him for who he is. But when your eyes open, you rise up. Wake up and smell the coffee. Hey, <clears throat> please people. This is the stuff I, I crave to teach. I want to teach this stuff. The resurrection is the, is the, is the thing that <coughs> makes Christianity real. But it's the thing that's fought the most. People, you can you can tell people, you can tell the Muslims, Jesus died. So the sense of the yeah, right. But it, when you talk about the resurrection, you can you see the resurrection put Christ in another order <coughs> beyond any religion. Because Christianity is not a religion. Christianity evolves around a person, Christ. Yeah, they they believe that he was a prophet. Yeah. And that he wasn't the son of God. Yeah. And they do believe that he died, but they don't believe that he rose. And then if you watch the movie, yeah. The Case for Christ. And then some people say that um, um, he never died. But the, that's where I'm getting at. The yeah. Case for Christ. Some people say that never even, he never even a, died. It's a, a movie. It's a, it's, he's a well known. Um, yeah, he's a well-known author. He was a he was a, a a writer for a paper, and then his wife became born again. Yeah, struggle, and then 
he wanted to prove that she was believing in a, in a, a cult <coughs> instead of believing the truth. And then he started a case where he went to go and... He tried to prove that Christ didn't exist. Actually. Yeah, he tried to prove that Christ never died mm -hmm. and he wasn't resurrected. <coughs> and as he kept on Sorry. finding people who have studied this, he even went to a medical doctor who studied this and eventually he said to them, but the problem is you are all Christians. You are all biased. So the one that I said to him, well, you can't embark on a journey like this and not believe. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Mm -hmm. And then he eventually when he now found all of the evidence that he could find, he was looking yeah. at this board, <coughs> And he said, okay, this is now, this is all the evidence points to that this really did happen because this is the most well-documented um, yes. thing in history. Yeah. yeah. And then he said, why? Why? You see, we have... And then the Holy Spirit yeah. spoke to him and said... You see, we, have, we, we as Christians have been, we have been misled. We have been deceived. We think the resurrection is just raising something from the dead. And that's it. But he's really a spiritual Paul the Apostle goes to painstaking theories to explain the resurrection as reality. And this guy wasn't even there. He never, he never walked with Christ. He never saw him. He never witnessed him dying. He never witnessed him being buried. He never witnessed the resurrection. But he believed more in the resurrection than all the, all, all the other apostles together. You see, the resurrection is about, <coughs> is the crux of the matter for us Christians. I'm not saying Christianity. Okay? I'm saying for us as Christians. If you do not believe that Christ was raised from the dead, take your bags and go. You can go and walk back, all you can go do all this stuff. You can you can go. You can go. You can do do that because that's nonsense. Okay. Now imagine. Imagine some people going out there. They clap and sing songs, you know, and the Muslim coming out, la walk back and they'll and the, I don't know what the others do, you know? Others bend down, they kiss a skull. Yeah. They do that. It's the same thing. The resurrection is so deep-seated in scripture. Mm. If you go to creation, the first six days God creates the heavens and the earth. Okay? And on the sixth day he creates man. After he creates man, he rests. He rests. Now I want you to see in the Sabbath the resurrection principle. Because the Sabbath, the Sabbath God withdraws. Two words I told you. The word Sabbath means this day, 24 hours, is earmarked to rest. To rest. Come away from your work. Come away from yourself. Come away from your responsibilities. Come away from everything around you. And it's not give it to God. It's rest. But there's another word, also in the word Sabbath, that's Sabbath, which means God ended His work. It is done. It's done. And that, that Hebrew says, there yet remains a rest. There yet remains a rest. Something wrong with him. 
You grab your ear to go to That's not Jacob day. Right. You flooded. The resurrection is so deep seated in scripture that when you go to creation, you find it there. On the seventh day, God rested. Why did God rest? Not because of time, because He finished everything. And man, He said to men, now take over. Now God withdraws. Men comes up. That's resurrection, guys. God withdraws. Man steps on the scene. I can rest now. That's resurrection. That's fallen and standing in the <coughs> Do you understand this now? Resurrection principles must be must be ingrained in our lifestyles. Ingrained in our lifestyles. When Adam and Eve sins, sin, they were banished from the garden. Right? But God protected the tree of life because the command was this. To the man, you can eat. To the man and the woman, you can eat of everything. But do not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Enjoy the tree of life. They chose the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And the Bible says their eyes open because when their eyes open, they realized there's another realm. They could see beyond that. They could not see God face to face anymore. There was another realm called death. And God said, if they touch that tree now, that tree of knowledge has been done, touched. But if they touch the tree of life now, there's no forgiveness for them. So God banished them from the tree of life. Banished them from the tree of life. <coughs> and God placed an archangel there, an archangel with a, with a two-sided sword, flaming sword to guard the tree, right? The word archangel means first of angels. First of angels. What is what is the messenger of God called? Angelos, angel. The messenger of God is called the angel. So did God place, place a, 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 a spiritual angel there? <clears throat> or just a, a, a phenomena that will keep them away from the tree of life? Or does it mean when man again comes to that status of the image? They have access to the tree of life. I'm just asking questions. I want you to think. That's the, sorry. It says that the last, <clears throat> the last thing you, you will have to face is death. So once you rise to the stature of being the true image of God, you get to eat from the tree of life and then death falls away. There are some things I can't share with you now. But you know, when God said to men, have dominion. Only in the image practice can they have dominion. <clears throat> when the image, <clears throat> when they sin, sin is not what you do. Sin is the status that you have. Sin is the lack of the image of God. That's sin. When they entered into that level, that level of, of, they were there with God. When they fell into that position of sin, the lack of the image, the image wasn't there. They could not represent God anymore. 
They could not represent a God anymore. And God had a plan of bringing them back to the other son, Jesus Christ. The other son died. That's why the enemy will keep on telling you he never was raised. He never was raised from the dead. Because if you say they were raised from the dead, then mankind has the opportunity to embrace him and stand in the image of God again. The problem is we do not believe that we can be restored into the image of God again. Can I just say something? Yes, sir. Um, I don't know how to explain it, but in the Quran it also says, you know, if you, when you read the Quran and, and it says in the Quran that if you don't believe this, mm. read the Bible. <laughs> yeah, I say so. I, I don't understand that. Yeah. <laughs> because the base, basis of the Quran is the Bible. Yeah. yeah. And then Jesus is also mentioned 25 times in the Quran. Yeah, but the Quran is yeah. in the Old Testament. Uh, is the biblical yeah. Old Testament. Yeah. The Quran is... If you, so, but I mean, if they don't believe that he rose from the dead, why say, if you don't believe what's written in the Quran, read the Bible? Yeah, but now Brian says the, the Quran is only Old Testament. Yeah. Testament so yeah. they okay. Okay. Only to do the yeah. Old Testament. The, the Muslims, the Jews, will recognize the Old Testament. Mm. And up to Christ, and not further than that. Mm. Okay, now I'm going to show you something. <clears throat> a scripture that I used on Friday, Isaiah 58. And I heard this the first time, I thought myself, is this in the Bible? I never knew it. I never knew it. Isaiah 58, verse 12. <clears throat> you have the new message of the Bible there? I'm going to read the King James Version, okay? The old, not the King James Version. Version. <laughs> and they that shall be of thee. And they that shall be of thee. I think the NIV says some of you. Some of you. And they that shall be of thee shall build the old voice places. Thou shalt raise up the foundation of many generations, and thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of paths to dwell in. When Adam and Eve sinned, they committed treason against God. They came a breach, they came, they came a divide, a breach. They committed treason, right? And they were separated from God by death. Two types of death. Time separated from God, falling from the position of the image. The second death is the body dying. So Adam lived about, they say, 800, 900 years old. Right? Some of us just wish. Some of us, when they get 60 or 80, you know, we get pains and aches. And, oh, you've got to come up with it for often. 60 or 80? Huh? Or like 50 or 60. Yeah, they <laughs> Right. I've got news for you today. This body of yours was not designed to die. Mm. Come on. That's resurrection principles. Mm. Those eyes, I can tell you now, these eyes were not meant ever to go dumb. Mm. You were never 
designed to be nearsighted or farsighted or not sighted. Mm. Thank you, Louise. You'll use the old rubble of past lives to build a new. Rebuild the foundations from out of your past. You'll be known as those who can fix anything. Restore old rooms, mm. rebuild and renovate, make the community livable again. Hello. Mm. Make the community livable again. Mm. It's almost like saying, look, look, God is in the neighborhood. Yes. Emmanuel means, look, look, the message Bible says, look, look, God is in the neighborhood. Mm. That's the ultimate plan of God. <coughs> now, I'm going to take that verse and just show you quickly how to look at that verse from now. They that shall be of thee, number one, shall build the old waste places, shall build the old in other words, there will be a traveling back into time, back, 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 until you find the place where everything was ruined, and that is the treason that Adam and Eve committed in a garden. That's the waste places. <clears throat> the resurrection of Christ goes back into that territory, the old waste places, old waste, the, waste, the word waste there means ruins. When everything was stopped and became ruined, rubbished, there was a relationship between God and Adam that we need to discover again. There was no divide between Adam and God. Adam could read the mind of God before God spoke. We have to go back to that realm. We shall rebuild the old waste places. It's not, it's not about, you know, a, a revelation. It's about building. And only apostles and prophets build in the season. Sorry for the evangelist teachers and pastors. They have, don't have the building grace technology within them. Mm. Only apostles and prophets have that technology to build. To build correctly. Now, can you imagine... If you build a house and your, your architect designed the house and you find out afterwards, before you move in the house is built, this guy is not really an architect. He's fake. How do you feel? Disappointed. Really? I won't even move into that place. God will not come into a house that's designed by fake artisans. Strong words I'm saying this morning. You will not entertain their thoughts. God only comes and stays in what He designs. Mm. I think I've been busy an hour now. No, you're not. Mm -hmm. Really? It's been an hour and a half. There's still 15 minutes before the hour is done. Thank you, Mike. Your hands upon that lady, please, man. <laughs> we'll fight for her later. <laughs> Build up the old waste. There was a relationship between God and Adam that was wasted. Wasted. Go read the whole book of Isaiah. You'll find it over and over again there. <coughs> old waste places. They say Isaiah is the evangelist of the Old Testament. I say Isaiah is the apostle of the Old Testament. Then it says, raise up the foundation of many generations. Raise up the foundations 
of many generations from Adam until Christ there was generation and generation and generation and generation and when Christ comes every generation gets raised up come on if you raise up the foundation of many generations you go and uncover the foundation of mankind Christ the foundation and raise him up again Paul says I lay the foundation and another bones upon it it's apostolic technology why do you think the devil hates apostles? I was in Joburg, you know, and I, you know, I was in Nepal at the time, and uh, I, we arranged a, a prophetic meeting with Imo Han. He was the right-hand man of, of uh, Fast Fall Nations. I didn't know the guy. Somebody just said, let's get him in. So I got the guy in, and he was preaching, preaching the, the Friday, the Saturday, the Sunday. The Sunday morning, you know, and I was told you, you know, as a pastor, dressed to kill. I put on a navy blue suit, a white shirt, and a red tie, dressed to kill. And I was just, I was just uh, in front of me, you know, and, and uh, this guy was teaching, and he said to me, young man, would you come here? I got up. He said, I believe you're the pastor of this people. I said, yes. He said, no, you're not a pastor, you're an apostle. I rejected that word immediately. I knew nothing about apostleship. Then another guy later told me again, uh, a guy called Pastor Daza, an African guy, I think he's a Sutu. He said to me, You don't even know that you're an apostle. I said, Yeah, what is that? And I came to Cape Town, Andre Lowe said to me, This man is an apostle. You better treat him like an apostle. I don't want to be called that people because there's a huge responsibility with that. There's a huge responsibility because apostles build Christ. I'm still learning about Christ. Thank you for you that have allowed me to build Christ in you. It is not easy. It takes time. Okay. Raise up the foundation. The foundation is, is, the, is the, the surety on which a building stands. The great bank is in the building trade. I got it. Hey, this is the text on the foundation. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you need? Some of them have foundation, but you know, the thing is just a proper builder. Other than will not build it. You don't build your house and the Bible says you're foolish. Right? Then number three, you'll be called the repairer of the breach. Now, I'm going to use the Jesus dies at the cross. Okay, Jesus dies at the cross. And when he dies at the cross, the temple veil, the veil is a 12-inch thick curtain of stunning fabric was made by Solomon carried over to the temple of Herod. And when Jesus died, okay, fine. Now, how do you open your curtains? You open your curtains from the you don't go to the top, right? Am I right? Mm. You open your curtains and you tie whatever you tie on there and it's open like this. Am I right? It's like this open. Mm. Okay. Now, <coughs> so listen to me. Listen to me now. When the when when Jesus died, 
the curtain was torn in the tabernacle miraculously from the top to the bottom. Not from the bottom to the top like this. It was torn like this. Torn from the top because God tore it up from the top. He tore it up open. The Holy of Holies was open and anybody could come in. Anybody could come in now. Anybody could come in into God's presence. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Do you get it now? It's not the way to come to, to, come to know God. It's to live with God.